Hey guys, welcome to the Late Late Show. I'm your host Matt from Lakers UK, here with you all once again. Here joining me are the regulars in Jonathan and Cole, as you can see. How, how are you both doing, lads? Are you good? All good. Still champions, so all good. <laughs> yeah, still coming down from that major high, so yeah, all great. Yeah, as we all are. I'm feeling a little bit better because I've started to get some sleep back, so I'm feeling a little bit more human again. Yeah, and as we, as people that are watching live can see, we've got a uh, familiar face in here. Some might call it a, you know, a celebrity face, maybe in uh, in Lakers Twitter. <laughs> who are those? Who are those? Uh, I think the sum is those one or two people, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, you probably recognize his voice by now. We've got Mr. Late Show Scoop, uh, Kenny. Yep. How how are you doing? I really appreciate you joining us once again. I've been on cloud nine since Sunday, so I've, I've been feeling great, feeling great. It's been 10 long years, so feeling great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's uh, been great to get you back on. And what we're going to do is we're going to start off the show by, on the last episode, me, Jonathan and Cole had a little bit of a celebratory episode. Um, I'm not sure if it ended up being good content or bad content. I'm not sure. I think it came out all right, but we kind of just didn't have a plan we just threw it in there and just got our emotions out there how how were you feeling after that championship win being over in LA as well it was it was amazing like the whole build-up of this season when it started you know when we got AD and LeBron we're like all right this is it the Lakers are going to be great they're in they're instant contenders and then you know goes the whole season and then uh, the, the passing of Kobe and then just the season's stopping and then us going to Orlando and then the first round, second round, third round, and then finally culminating in, into that win in that game six win. It was very, very surreal. It was very surreal. It was very joyful, just a lot of emotions. So just really just that emotion is really still, still very present right now this whole week. Yeah, I imagine so. What was it like in the city? Did you kind of experience any of them celebrations or did you kind of do oh, your hell own no. thing? <laughs> I could say hell yes. on you, right? <laughs> yeah, you can if you want Jonathan. It's, not, e- it's not ESPN. <laughs> I'm not going to get a ban. Okay. Yeah, hell no. I, I was not going to go to downtown LA. I love my Lakers. I love my purple and gold. I've been repping for 30 years, but I, I wasn't going to go go down there. It was madness down there. Uh, I'm going to wait until, uh, you know, a, a parade, hopefully when the p- pandemic um, settles down and then we can all go to a Staples Center and celebrate. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to I didn't want to go to downtown LA. I, I saw a video. I think there was this one guy that was hanging on to a, a traffic light and he fell <laughs> or something. It was just chaos. I think he jumped off. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been celebrating j- just at home, um, just with uh, the rest of Lakers community so it's, it's it's been it's been great times um also forked a lot of money on you know pretty cool championship gear yeah that's nice we, we so, just made that available in the well not we but the nba story you have just made that available over here so i think we might see a few people around okay. uh, with that over here I, I didn't get one i've already bought too much <laughs> i bet but yeah um, I know you guys. Uh, I know you guys had a show uh, previously, but I didn't really get a chance to like, kind of hear like how you guys felt over in the UK. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll let do you call Jonathan. Do you want to lead off with that? 
um it was a uh, quite surreal for us wasn't it in the early hours in the group chat and everything oh, this is absolutely crazy i think it just it was the perfect culmination of the entire season just we've been especially during the playoffs like we've been up to about five o'clock in the morning every every kind of wow. game day and it just okay it paying off in the end and just yeah i think kenny kind of covered basically everything it was really just a culmination of what's happened throughout the entire season losing kobe losing yeah. gianna having not even sure if the season was going to go ahead not right. sure where the lakers players are and coaching staff and organization where their head was going to be at after losing kobe but yeah it just seems like kind of like a fairy tale ending obviously it was a a terrible like terrible season in so many ways but it was yeah. kind of the fairy tale ending kind of but giving us a bit more closure uh on a season now like yeah. that we'll, we'll, ne- we'll never forget for good and for bad well said it's it's uh it was surreal really i mean i'm i'm one of the few in our group chat in our little community that was up every single night from when the bubble <laughs> started so wow. it's a nice it's a nice relief for me to be able to sleep again yeah. and sleep soundly knowing that we've won the championship, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, the games usually start, what, 3 a.m. for you guys? 2, 2.30? Yeah. I think a n- normal um, Lakers game day in terms of Staples Center game day is 3.30 okay. a.m. traditionally um, in the UK. Uh, I'm an hour further on from that. That's right. Um, but we had a few decent ones. I think was... The f- was the final game 12.30? I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's not bad. Half past midnight. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been crazy to, to digest it all. And uh, obviously, we're going to move into a little bit more conversation right now because the last podcast was just a bit all over the place. I did have some topics that we just did not keep to at all. So we're going to follow that on now. Like now. <laughs> yeah, so what we're going to do is... Um, off the top of our heads, we're going to talk about the supporting cast and we're going to put forward our top three. Okay. okay. Um, just kind of put forward your top three, just a little bit of justification for each one, and then we'll move on throughout all, all four of us. Um, I imagine they might be very similar, uh, but it'll just be very interesting to see what um, each of us has, especially in that third spot. I think that third spot is going to be very interesting. Mm. Um, I mean, we'll start with the guest. So, Kenny, have you? Uh, what? Who? Who are your top three role players? There's quite a lot of them that stepped up. There's a lot to choose from. I mean, automatically, I would say Caruso. But the thing is that everything that Caruso has done in the postseason, he has done in the during the course of the entire season. So I don't have to put him on that list. Um, so automatically, off the top of my head, would be absolutely. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP, mm-hmm. uh, he stepped up in a, a major way, a major way. Um, I know up until the finals, I believe he was shooting uh, the deep ball at least above 40% uh, clip. So he, especially in the last game, he contributed mightily. And the second person I would have to say uh, would be Dwight Howard, especially in the Denver, I believe in the Denver series, where there was a critical game where he grabbed like six offensive rebounds in the first, I believe it was six, five or six offensive rebounds, just phenomenal uh, numbers. And just his maturity about not playing nearly at all in the Houston series and then coming in in Denver and just stepping up 
goes to show his his maturity. And then the last one I would have to say uh, Rondo. Rondo, absolutely, especially in the finals game and game six. He was on a whole another level. I mean, uh, Vogel, I, I believe Vogel doesn't like it when people call him playoff Rondo because he feels that he does that the whole year. But he was just on another level. So it's yeah. hard to choose, but yeah, those would be my three. He definitely don't do it all year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's switch uh, Vogel's over. words, not mine. Vogel's words. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's switch over to uh, to Cole. What, what, who, what's your top top three? Uh, obviously, the first one you've got to mention is KCP. For I, I did a bit of research, I'll be honest. I didn't go just off the top of my head. Um in the regular season, he averaged 9.3 points per game. In the finals, he was 12.8. So, obviously, that's a massive difference. Uh, game four, he had a massive game. He was plus eight in game four. He got 15 points. He had a 5-0 run late in the game. The corner three in the layup that iced the game. So, that was massive for us, obviously. Because uh, there's a massive difference between 3-1, 2 all, obviously. Uh, Caruso, obviously, deserves a mention. Kenny mentioned him there. But I'll go into a bit more detail. Um, in the regular season, Caruso had five and a half points per game and 1.9 assists per game. In the playoffs, he upped that to 6.5 points per game and 2.8 assists per game. Oh. Um, he averaged 1.1 steals throughout the playoffs and just the energy he brings on both ends is massive uh, for the team, obviously. Uh, defensively, getting in the passing lanes and then obviously on the fast break, he feels like that's his signature move, <laughs> getting a ball in a passing lane and then going on the fast break and just dunking at the other end. Uh, and then let's talk about Rondo, playoff Rondo. Um, I want to talk about win shares in this, which is an estimate of uh, wins contributed by a player. And I want to talk about uh, win shares per 48 minutes. The league average is a 0.1. Uh, during the regular season, Rondo had 0 0.68. During the playoffs, he had uh, 0.144. Wow. Which is a massive improvement, obviously. His three-point percentage weight went up from 33% to 40%. And throughout the finals, he averaged 8, 5, and 5, which is kind of a shadow of his old self, where he'd go for a triple-double dum uh, triple randomly in a random playoff game or a random finals game. He really brought it on both ends, and he showed that he obviously mm. still has a place on a championship team. Um, especially real quick, especially after a six month layoff, Rondo um, didn't play until, you know, since March. And obviously when he uh, got to the bubble, he, he broke his hand. Was it, I forgot when it was, but that's after a six month layoff. So that, that's just phenomenal. Definitely. And then you got, is, have you got a third player or was that three? That was three. That was three. Yeah, I thought it was. Really <laughs> there. Um, Jonathan, what about you? What, who, who are your three? Um, I'm going to kind of cheat in a way with third. Like I have a three-way tie in third. I've got Markeith, I've got Dwight, and I've got AC. Yeah, so I think without the three of them, like we would have been in. Especially Mark. I think Markeith for certain spurts, he gave us a different look that we didn't have. If we if yeah. we didn't want to force AD into the five spot, we at least we had Markeith capable of stepping in at the five and be able to create some kind of um, floor spacing as well with him on the floor, which I thought was big. Gave AD and LeBron more uh, room to manoeuvre in. Uh, AC was just AC all, all playoffs. 
just like Cole said, getting into passing lanes, stealing the ball, creating havoc, just making people uncomfortable. That's his job. Yeah. Like he's not the most skilled player on on planet Earth, but at least there's very few people that are going to out hustle him. Like he's going to throw himself into different situations and make sure that like he they know he's on the floor. I guarantee you, in like the Houston series, James Harden knew that Alex Caruso was on the floor and he gave him nightmares the entire series. So much yeah. so that they lost their GM and their coach. Uh, but wow. uh, yeah, for wow. that three, yeah, that, that and Dwight Howard obviously didn't ha- didn't play particularly well in the final in the NBA finals. Well, not in, in well from game three onwards, he wasn't great, but he was still a big, big uh, player for us throughout the, the off season and re- throughout the postseason. And like he's been great. But number two, I'm gonna go for KCP, and that means number one goes to Rondo. But yeah, KCP was <laughs> brilliant. There's nothing short of just brilliance. Like he was, we all I think we all expected Kuzma maybe to be the third star, uh, with with the potential behind him, with all the kind of, uh, accul- uh, kind of all the re- the, re- the reviews, wrong word, kind of all the kind of the coaching staff and Marcus Cousins and AD and LeBron, all really getting on, saying like, no, Kuz is next. Like he's going to be our third star in the playoffs. And unfortunately, he he didn't show up, uh, for the latter part of the playoffs but KCP did and he, he came up huge and number one yeah I think it has to be Rondo I think it would have been very difficult for the Lakers to win the NBA finals if it wasn't for Rondo and that's that's incredibly hard for me to say because I, I've 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 always been very critical of Rondo during the regular season I just didn't think he showed up at all he held onto the ball for way too long took way too many dribbles didn't kind of Passed the ball in the kind of the sequence of the offense, but he he completely bought into his role. Like I think Jared Dudley said on the uh, Bill Simmons podcast mm-hmm. that Rondo kind of came to a kind of a realization in the bubble, realizing that he's playing a part. He's no longer like well, he's still playoff Rondo, but he's no longer going to be producing at a, a ridiculously high level. But he can play a role and he can be elite in that role. And yeah, so Rondo has been absolutely fantastic in the playoffs. In uh, great with three-point shooting, great kind of getting into and um, pass lanes and interrupting. Great with his assists off the bench. And yeah, it hurts me to say this, but I think Rondo is was for me was probably the best role player in the Lakers this season. Well, this postseason, I'm not going to give him the regular season. He's not getting that. <laughs> yeah, he had, a, he had a phenomenal game six. The, the the game clincher so it's just wow yeah. yeah i think at one point it was just layup after layup after layup but um yeah i think uh with mine i think first contavious Caldwell pope i think we all agree with that i think uh, he shot incredibly well throughout the series um thought his defense was big when we played um you know elite guards you know portland with lillard and mccollum and then obviously houston with harden and westbrook um, and then obviously with Murray in against Denver. Um, and then even the, the young, you know, backcourt that the Miami Heat had, I thought he was very big on, on the defensive end. That that block yeah. on Hero, that chase down block. And, and I know that he swiped his head, but that was like one of my favorite plays of the entire uh, entire playoffs. He shot well, even though he didn't shoot well through the finals. I thought it was quite interesting to see how he stepped in um, from the arc and started to create yeah. in other ways which we hadn't really seen him do throughout the season. I just saw his turnaround to being 
I think the third best player on the team was has been absolutely fantastic this season. Um, and then Rondo would be my second. I think we've all said enough about him. Just um, you know, to control the tempo of, of of pace off the bench, you know, them assists like Rondo does, and also the scoring. He shot very well throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think at one point he was shooting like forty four percent. I think it dipped to about forty or thirty nine overall. Uh, but that's more than enough from him. That's uh, you know. He, he started to look confident at one point from three-point land. Um, it did dip a little yeah. bit in the finals, but that was huge for us. And it seemed like every single three-point we hit was massive in the momentum oh, of, yeah. of the game. And then my third, same with Jonathan, it was between uh, Caruso, Dwight and Markeith. I will go with it, bite my tongue, and I'm going to go with Markeith Morris. I thought that the the change that was made in the Houston series for him to come into the starting lineup and go small, I thought completely added a new dynamic to us. That yeah. I'm not sure if we knew we had it or if the coaching staff knew we had it, but then when we ended up going small against Miami, we just dominated them. Um, I think Markeith is he sh- he led the Lakers in three point shooting in the postseason. Uh, he's just a tough player, like his brother. Yeah. Um, I think we need that energy. We need that grit. We need that grind, and uh, I think we definitely have to bring him back as well. So that would yeah. be my my uh, my top three. Um, while we're here, should we give some other people some credit? Do we've got so we've got three names here. We've got Genie Bus, Frank Vogel. Oh yeah. Okay. The three names uh, we didn't actually plan to do this, but oh. I'm going to give you one name each we were going to speak about them all together but we could just go on for ages and we need to get through some other things so let's start with genie bus someone come out and take genie bus off my hands who wants to jonathan straight in there so what about genie bus it's been quite a journey for her and she's now the first woman owner to win an nba championship i like i it's such a 360 to uh for genie bus this year obviously and to start the year when when well what start when magic left initially and she kind of handed the reins to rob linka she was absolutely chastised and i think a lot of lakers fans were like really questioning whether she was the right person to be the owner of this team going forward and then obviously we had kobe die and then we had now we have a championship so she's had just had a roller coaster of a year I think she has really shown that she believes in her staff. She believes in the people she works with. And that's a valuable, valuable trait she has, is that she's willing to put, she, she knows what she knows, and she knows that other people like within her organization, like they're good at their role. She, she understood that Rob Palenka, in her in her mind, was the right person to look after this franchise after Magic had left. And she was completely right. She was absolutely 100% right. And I think she's she's more than kind of uh, lived up to Dr. Buss's, um, as like he's, he's, she's not just his daughter anymore. She's our, very much her own person, but she carries on a legacy of, of, her, of her father and becomes a kind of a trailblazer like he, like he was. She's a trailblazer as a female, as the first female owner in professional sports to win a championship which is absolutely huge and i think she just it just speaks to her as a person she was under so much pressure throughout the year she took it all in stride she did what she 
she possibly bet she did what she could to what she believed is the best for the organization by promoting Rob Plinka and allowing him to make the decisions. She allowed she kind of agreed with Plinka when it came to getting um coach Frank Vogel in there. So yeah. She she's she deserves a lot of uh, kind of plaudits and just well done, yeah, Jeannie. Yeah. Like you deserve this more than anyone. Well, not more than anyone. There's a lot of people <laughs> that deserve this, but she definitely deserves to celebrate and she deserves kind of the the congratulations she's getting right now. Yeah, definitely. And um uh I'll let Kenny pick. Do you want to pick Frank Vogel or Bob Palinka? I w- I love Frank, but uh, I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Rob Palenka. Uh You're talking about a man that I believe when he first took over uh, with Magic, I believe Mos- was Moscow still? Uh, Mos- Moscow. <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> I believe he was still on contract. I have to go. I have to verify. But it was a he was left, for lack of a better word, a mess. And basically, he took that mess along with, you know, him and Magic, really, it all started with, you know, the signing of LeBron James and then trading for AD when everyone was like, you're giving up way too many pieces to, to get Anthony Davis. And then in addition to that, signing Rondo, signing KCP, signing, re-signing KCP, signing Dwight Howard, just all these people, all these players that the Marquise Morris move. Marquise Morris, everyone, mm. they were just saying that you're doing it wrong. Why are you doing this? This doesn't make sense. Why are you reciting Dwight Howard? It's never going to work. As as John I- John Ireland pointed out, they were all wrong. So in addition to that, in a season, obviously, where he lost his best friend and, and his goddaughter in, in a tragic accident, it's just speaks volumes of what Rob Palenka has done uh, for this organization. Uh, John Ireland said that shortly after Kobe and Gianna's passing, Rob Palenka sent out a very, very touching note to the Lakers organization, basically saying that where are we going to go from here is that now uh, we are entrusted to be the torchbearers to Kobe and Gianna's legacy. And he he has been phenomenal. And he hasn't even taken a single day off after that tragedy. And to put all that in perspective, to really lead this team um, to a championship, there's just not, not enough that we can say about what Rob Palenka has done for this organization. So he deserves so much credit right next to Jeannie Buss. Yeah, he definitely deserved more credit than what one executive of the year vote. Also, yeah, seventh yeah. overall. That's Terrible. criminal. Terrible. Ridiculous. And then, what the Clippers? The Clippers guy got it. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's <laughs> terrible. But I mean, yeah. the thing is, is we were. It's like with the MVP award, Defensive Player of the Year award. We weren't fighting for them awards. We were fighting for an NBA championship, and it was. All of these people that we're speaking about here that were pivotal in that. Obviously, the players do what they do, but these people orchestrate the moves. You know, the franchise was was dysfunctional not that yeah. long ago, remember? You know, the, <laughs> this franchise missed out on the playoffs just last oh one, well, Not last season, because technically we won the championship last season now. But, yeah. you know, yeah. um, 
uh, you know, in that first season of LeBron. And, uh, you know, the turnaround has been been incredible. And and obviously yeah. with the new head coach, Cole, what, what, what do you think about Frank Vogel? What, what do you make of him? Well, it's, it's, it's another success story at the end of the day, just in the same vein as Jeannie and Rob, in that he walked into this job. He wasn't the first choice. There were names flying around in Monty Williams and Jason Kidd was breathing down his neck, apparently. <laughs> and uh, Tyron Lou, he definitely yeah. wasn't the first choice for this role. And he came in, he was professional about it from the very beginning. Um, he walked into his press conference with Rob Palenka and Magic had just stepped down. And yeah. Rob was constantly answering questions about that. And he still, at this point, was prepared to coach the young players in LeBron. He wasn't even planning to coach AD yet. And then they win the... In my opinion, they win the AD trade. I think that's clear to say now. They win the AD trade and the rest is kind of history at that point. I think it's it's really important to remember the fact that he had trust throughout the season and throughout the playoffs in both Contavious Caldwell-Pope and uh, Rondo. And it really did follow through in the end. He really It really does show if you have trust in the right guys, it does prove you right in the end and I think he really deserves credit for that because I remember several times when I was up at four o'clock in the morning screaming at on TV to get uh, Rajon Rondo off the floor and it, it came through in the end it came good in the end so yeah. he definitely deserves credit for that and just how he's led this coaching team how he's led this whole team to an NBA championship when he walked into a situation and all all that was around him was doubt mm-hmm yeah, I think a huge shout out to the coach and staff as a whole. Um, obviously, Frank Vogel is not just one person that was um, responsible for for them adjustments made, which I thought were really impressive. You know, this isn't yeah. a team that just stuck as it was and got through the playoffs. They adjusted, they adapted. Every single series was different to the next. Um, you know, right down to the to, to the to the wire when they go and bring Alex Caruso into the starting lineup just out of nowhere. You know, if anyone was expecting a change, they weren't expecting that. Uh, The Heat probably certainly weren't either. So I think a huge shout out has to go to the coaching staff. I hope that they stay intact. Obviously, uh, Phil Handy is very much in demand. Uh, Jason Kidd, obviously, seems to be linked with every job (laughs) under the sun. Um, I hope that, you know, if we lose one, so be it. Hopefully not Phil Handy. Um, but we, uh, you know, I just hope that that coaching staff can can kind of stay intact. Um, what we're going to do now? Well, before, well, uh, just just a quick shout out to uh, Coach Hollins. I know he wasn't yeah, able to make the yeah. bubble, but he he was phenomenal throughout the whole entire season. So absolutely a phenomenal coach. Yeah. Did you see the picture of him with the trophy? I think they delivered the trophy to him, didn't they? Uh, yesterday, I think. I think, at the time. Yeah, of the yeah I've seen a picture. Yeah, yeah which is uh, fantastic. And also, shout out to um, Avery Bradley as well. I think Rob Pelinka yeah. rang Avery Bradley, did a FaceTime call straight after the championship win. Um, yeah. His efforts are not uh, ignored throughout the regular season. It was fantastic. Uh, it would have made us even stronger in the postseason. I'm sure he'll be back next season. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be great to get him back in the rotation. Um, we're just going to go on to a couple of ads. Um, well, I am. Um, as you can see at the bottom, we've got a few sponsors. Uh, gonna start with Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped, um, support the Late Late Show. 
Um, they're the best in men's below the waist grooming. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK and they can be one of, you can be one of the first men over here to experience their life changing products. Uh, personally with grooming products, I usually bounce around, find it quite difficult to find the right thing for me that I can stick with long-term. Uh, the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 is perfect for the job. You don't really need anything else. Uh, this is it right here. I've actually got one myself, obviously, as I'm speaking about it. Um, it's a third generation trimmer that features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, which is obviously very important when we're speaking about that area. It has 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. The battery will last up to 90 minutes. It's waterproof. Uh, you can use it in the shower. It's even got an LED light so you can see where you're going. I am not lying. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a top quality product. You don't really need to go anywhere else. Here on the Late Late Show, we can offer you a unique promo code. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LakersUK20 at manscaped.com. That's the code LakersUK20 at checkout for 20% off. Uh, plus free shipping over at manscaped.com. Don't let your balls waste away in free agency. Secure that Matt's contract with Manscaped. You won't regret it. Um, also, <laughs> right. as you can see at the bottom as well with NBA Store EU, we all want championship merch. Some of us have already secured that championship merch. Yes, we have. Kenny? Yeah. Championship merch? Give what us are you talking little, about? Give us a little show. Have you got that there? Oh, yeah. yeah, I got there that. Go. Uh... I already had this. I already ordered this on NBAstore.com, like right when it happened. But I was at the Lakers store. I was like, I might as well just pick pick up another, you know, another set. I love, I love these. Yeah, they're cool. I love, yeah, they're yeah, they're very cute. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Obviously, I got. Yeah, I got more of the other stuff. Oh, too. oh, we've got a little show in here. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's. This is pretty cool, to be fair. I mean, yeah. for the for the guys listening, you won't see it, but Kenny's just shown his T-shirt yeah. with the cartoons on. He's oh, shown I mean, a oh, towel. It. They won't see it. Oh man. Um, oh no, well, I, I, I can't do that. The guys they won't see my Clipper flag then. <laughs> JK, 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 JK. <laughs> but um, yeah, the T-shirts, uh, oh. then cartoon ones, uh, you can get on NBA Store EU. Uh, they also do the championship T-shirts that the team were wearing during the trophy presentation. Um, the hats were available for a short period of time. They might come back up. There's just a whole host of championship gear, and also they've restocked with some jerseys and and just all sorts. With uh, Lakers UK, you can get 10% off your order with the promo code uh, Lakers UK10. Um, you just have to do something else before. Head over to www.lakersuk.com forward slash partners. There you can select the relevant link, which is NBA Store EU, and it'll direct you to the store where you can use the promo code LakersUK10 at checkout for 10% off your order. It can be used on already discounted items too, so just take advantage of that, especially at this time when we're all trying to secure that championship merch. You might as well. You're literally saving money. Um, so jump on that. Right, so as we continue on with this, we're doing something else for... Um, this last segment. Uh. Um, so we've we've all of a sudden yesterday at the time of recording, which was uh, Thursday, um, we were hit with just bombshell after bombshell after bombshell um, in the NBA world. Um, so yeah, we're not we're not obviously going to talk about the other NBA bombshells that were dropped. We're going to talk about the ones that related. Um, we have ones. we have uh, AD has opted out of his contract. 
Please resign in. No, no, no. He opted out. Thanks to Guillermo on Jimmy Valentine. He's supposed to be resigned anyway. That's what the report by Sham says. But then also there's been news that Rondo and KCP are both opting out to test free agency. Obviously, there's mutual mutual interest from the Lakers there, as there is with both players with the franchise. We'll just have to wait and see um, how that goes. They're both definitely um, outplayed the value of the <coughs> contracts. Right, yeah, okay. so what we're going to do is we're going to start with Jonathan, who's going to speak about AD opting out and re-signing. What, what do you make of that news? Obviously, it was very, very welcome to all of us in, in Lakeland. It's kind of like the cherry on top of like Sunday. We, we, just, we just won the championship. That was the Sunday, and then AD just saying, basically saying, like, yeah, I'm running this back is amazing. Obviously, it's arguable that AD was the best player uh, for the Lakers this offseason, or this uh, championship run. Like, LeBron was amazing, but AD on the defensive end was just locking people up left and right, just taking up, guarding Jimmy, guarding James Harden, guarding everyone he possibly could and locking them down. Like, he was the difference maker in the vast majority of these series. Obviously, LeBron got the his fourth finals MVP and where it's well-deserved. He basically averaged a triple-double. But yeah, AD is both the Lakers present and the future and to lock him up potentially long-term is going to be amazing. Like he has, like I think according to uh, Eric Pincus, he has a couple of options he can co- go, go with. He can go with a two-year contract for 68 million, which would be a one-on-one deal with a player option in year two. Uh, he can go for a three-year $106 million deal, a two two years plus uh, player option in the third year, or he could go for a four-year, 146 million with a three-year and one-year uh, one player option. If I, if, if I was him, it would more than likely be the uh, three-year deal that he's probably going to take, like a two-and-one. It probably uh, gets his contract in line for us, allows us to kind of bring in more free agents um, when LeBron eventually retires or leaves the Lakers. Means we have AD under contract. AD is will have reached his tenth year, meaning that he can sign up like for like a the, basically a supermax at this stage. That'll be perfect for him. It'd be perfect for us to lock him up. And then if when Bron leaves, we can kind of get probably potentially get two more superstars to put around AD and just another super team and more championships could be uh, incoming. But yeah, amazing that AD is signed. Uh, is going to resign. Hopefully, we can get him for. I, w- I don't. I wouldn't be mad about the one-on-one deal, because mm. if, say, for example, if anything did go wrong over the course of the next year or so, or year, but um, it's not going to happen. Stop that! I, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But at least, no with, okay. at least with three years, there's a bit of security there for both him and for the Lakers. Get him his max money when he gets to his tenth year. It gives the Lakers a lot of kind of clout when it comes to going into free agent meetings basically saying we got ad like you join us you're automatically going to be a championship contender and if lebron potentially takes a pay cut which there's been rumors that he's willing to take a pay cut if it meant a third superstar could join the the lakers then we're, we're in prime position to keep this championship window open and running so yeah that'd be amazing so yeah ad so re-signing with the Lakers was absolutely just a cherry on top of the Sunday for for all Lakers fans and for the Lakers organization. So yeah, all clearly very thrilled about that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, yeah go on, Kenny. 
Oh, I was just going to say, uh, if if he does qualify for the Supermax with the Lakers um, in this the contract after this one, uh, he really recoups all the money that uh, was left on the table when he left the New Orleans. So it, it's a win-win. It's a win-win, so... Yeah, I yeah. think um, I, I personally think we we're looking at that two plus one where it brings him up to that ten years um, yeah. service, like Kenny said, so we can go and get that supermax uh, contract, and also it just gives him that little bit of security as well as the Lakers. But obviously, with him, we've seen what happened to Demarcus Cousins. We've seen that injuries can happen at any point. It would definitely secure that. You know, what? How much would it be without that final year to opt out? What like eighty million? 70 million something like that like a heck of a lot of money either way so um i think that's probably like the best of both worlds i think realistically that's probably what we're going to see which i'm absolutely fine with we definitely get him for the next two years and then we can go from there um but he from what it looks from what it seems he's where he wants to be you know he forced his way out of new orleans to be at the lakers he's just won a championship with the lakers all the stars have aligned the best thing that could have possibly happened has happened and uh, I think, um, you know, he's a. Uh, it kind of, it kind of feels like he's one of our own, but he isn't. Yeah, oh, I, I understand that. Ad, it feels like we kind of like have nurtured him from a young age, and you know, <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like he's just he's been amazing for us this season. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think he surpassed all expectation. Like when we handed over. Lonzo and B.I. and Josh Harden, the fourth overall pick. I think every single one of us in this group here were probably like, oh, yeah. that's really steep. And then with all the pick swaps, we were probably saying to ourselves, God damn, like, that's, that's a lot. Because we, 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 I think we all, to a certain extent, felt into the media narrative of, of oh, A.D. is injury prone. Oh, well, he's not a real superstar. He's just a big fish in a small pond. But then the second he got off to the Lakers, he dominated from the get-go. And he just showed the rest of the world that he can stay healthy, he can dominate, and he is going to be the future of this Lakers franchise. Obviously, we'd love to have wait another... Well, I wouldn't want to wait for another year for a championship. But obviously, we would have loved for B.I. and Lonzo and all them guys being on the roster and then going for like AD this summer. That would have been incredible. But yeah. we got our championship early. So, yeah, I'm not going to complain too much about that. And yeah. I think at the end of the day, compared to the, the Paul George deal, I think oh, we're yeah. looking pretty damn good. So I'm not going to complain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, with that said, I, I knew it was a steep price. But at the end of the day, if you have the opportunity to acquire someone of the caliber of Anthony Davis, uh, you do it. And uh, I'm sure you guys agree with that, too. So it just yeah. it worked out really, really well. And. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely proved his quality at this point. He's joined an elite group of Lakers big men to win championships, and he definitely belongs there. Yeah, and broke a lot of records in the process. Um, yeah. Whilst we're, we're going to stay with Cole right now, um, obviously Rajon Rondo has opted out. Well, he's going to opt out of his contract. Obviously, um, I think he was just on like a veteran minimum. I think maybe 2.6 million is the number that's, Floating yeah. around my head, I'm not sure if that's accurate, but he was on, he was he made 2.5 this season, and he's leaving 2.6 on the table, um, okay. to go into free agency, basically. Yeah, his market is clearly a lot higher than that now. Um, probably was anyway, to be honest. Um, what what do you make of that news with Rondo opting out? 
Well, obviously, it's it's never great to see a player want to test free agency when they're under contract with your team. But also, at the end of the day, it's Rondo is a player that obviously showed up massive for us in the playoffs. But throughout the season, there were massive droves of Lakers fans that wanted rid of him. Um, and at the end of the day, he's gonna he's gonna go into his last kind of free agency class where he's got a chance to make any kind of real money searching for a kind of mid-level exception kind of deal. Um, and there's a, I've seen a couple of teams floating around online in Denver, Philly and Boston. Um, another one I think is a perfect fit to the books if they can uh, manage to strike a deal with Casey, uh, CP3. If we, if we strike a deal, then he can more than, he's more than welcome to walk, to be honest. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not really threatened by what Rondo's, saying because obviously he's hunting for a contract if it doesn't come to fruition i'm sure he's more than welcome back here and i'm sure he's more than happy to re-sign with us um and if if he does walk we've got in my eyes we've got a, a more than a competent replacement in caruso if he can step up the way he can run the floor when say lebron's off the floor if he can step that up um this season then he could really step into that role quite comfortably um, the thing with Caruso is obviously he's more than willing to perform all season, whereas Rondo wasn't willing to do that. And that's the kind of guy we kind of need as LeBron gets older, especially to take minutes off LeBron's legs and kind of put it onto someone else to run the floor a bit more. Um, obviously, if Rondo wants to come back, he's more than welcome. But if not, we'll, we'll live without it. Yeah, I think... Um... Uh, the the regular season performances is what worries me. You kind of get in a player for for like not half of the campaign because obviously the regular season is is a very long period of time. But in terms of um, you know the two sides of the season, you know we do need at times we really struggled without a ball hand, handler in the regular season. And I think if you go and we're not we won't get into what can be done and all the trades that can be made. But just long story short, there are moves that can be made out there. There are names that can be bought in to kind of fill that. Um, like you said, I think Caruso improved incredibly as a ball handler. And I think he could definitely um, step up more next season um, under a very cheap contract as well. Um, so yeah, I can understand him hitting free agency. Um, I hope that we can kind of strike a deal with him. But if he all of a sudden decides to kind of prices out i really don't have a problem with just walking away thank him for his service and you know on to the next rondo. one rondo yeah rondo yeah. yeah okay yeah 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 it seems like well, he probably wants a multi-year deal I, i'm getting a feeling that he wants multi-year. yeah that he wants like one or two years i don't think that, that, give that. Yeah. No, it makes sense I, I think um with that said that caruso has definitely shown that he's capable of producing when he has more time, especially in game six when he was a starter. He led the team in plus and minus. But also with that said, we've also seen in the playoffs how important it was that um, that LeBron does have a secondary primary ball handler in someone like Rondo in addition to Caruso. So Rondo would, like you guys said, he it would be nice for him to come back, but obviously at the right price. And we also have to remember, I, I believe that, in my opinion, that a lot of Rondo's uh, efficiency and productivity is the chemistry that he has with Anthony Davis. 
mm-hmm. uh, and that was clearly shown in in the postseason. So let's say if he does go somewhere else, um, some of the other teams that Cole is suggesting, like Philly or uh, I don't know the other teams, is he going to have that same type of chemistry? And he's, is he going to be as effective? I don't know. That's um, something I found quite interesting when I was looking into it. Is the fact that I think Rondo's obviously bounced around the league for a couple of years, and now he's in this position where he's got this group of guys that really trust him. And if he goes yeah. anywhere else, he's going to struggle to find that, I think, at this point. Um, mm. He kind of clashes with – he's obviously clashed over the last few seasons with a lot of coaches, with a lot of other players. Um, and I think he's kind of found the perfect situation here. And I think for him to walk away from that and find money elsewhere, it could really go on its head for him quite quickly, I think. Um, but obviously, it's his decision at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that said, that just reminded me of that that one play, I believe, it were, where LeBron James embraced Rondo in his arms. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then obviously brought, when, yeah. the, when, the, uh, when the game ended as well, they were like yeah. straight up to each other. And uh, it was quite nice to see. But, you know, the NBA moves on. It's a very fluid league, especially nowadays. Yeah. Players come and go. Um, I think it's similar with the Dwight Howard situation. We won't get into it too much because uh, that's potentially a player going else. Where I don't think he will, but I think um, you know he's linked with Golden State. I think you know he's very yeah. much at this stage of his career just won a championship. He's very much found a home. I think you really mm-hmm. need to be difficult. Uh, it, it's really difficult. Um, you know, you need to be very careful to think that the grass is greener elsewhere, and I think that does fall with Rondo as well. But let's move on to. Um, to KCP, obviously him opting out uh, was actually, I was really sad when I saw that. I thought his contract was enough to keep him on. I kind of forgot that his performances throughout the postseason was elevating his market, which was oh, yeah. a huge shame, not for him, but for, for, for us. Um, I think we will actively look to try and secure him, even if it means paying a little bit more. Uh, but yeah. Jonathan, what, what do you think about the KCP opting out news? Yeah, I was. I really wasn't surprised at all that he opted out. Like he, he was like like we've been talking about uh, during the podcast. He was the Lakers' third star this this off season. He was just incredibly consistent. Played good defense. Like we won't hold him getting bodied by uh, Jimmy Butler against him. But like he was apart from that, in he was one three game. point. Huh? <laughs> in one game. Yeah, but uh, apart from that, he was. He was excellent, and he definitely deserves uh, the money that's going to be coming his way. I think the first one of one of the main teams that was kind of linked to him is um, the Atlanta Hawks, and they have another clutch line o- over there in Trey Young. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all if if this is kind of to a certain extent a power play by Rich Paul saying like, "Oh, I want to kind of get my hands on another team, like an up and coming team in Atlanta, basically like the southern version of." The Lakers, but uh, yeah, no, he's he's definitely earned his money, and we, we need to remember he's not he's not like the likes of Rondo or Dwight Howard. He's twenty seven years old or twenty eight years old. He's in the prime of his absolute life, and he he's got plenty of time to kind of he deserves another contract. He doesn't he doesn't deserve to be on a kind of one years. We under, I think he understands with the Lakers. The Lakers are looking to get another big player in 2021 ideally it would be Giannis would be the guy we chase but I think he needs to a certain extent has now won his ring he probably wants to look after himself financially going forward and if 
Atlanta Hawks are willing to pay, give him good money to go over there. Uh, I think he's well within his right. He's done fantastic, fantastically for us over the last couple of years. He's one of the longest tenured Lakers left in the roster. And but yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be sad to see him go. Hopefully, we can keep him, and if we can get him for a decent price. But other, like apart from that, I think we're in a good position to uh, to potentially keep him. But I, it wouldn't shock me whatsoever if he was to go. Yeah. I think um, just with how how well he did for the Lakers and the turnaround, I think that effect just stays with Laker Nation forever, really. I think, uh, you know, he is very much adored by fans at this point. He is very much a fan favourite, um, you know, in terms of them, that supporting cast. Um, I think it'll be very interesting because the Lakers have overpaid KCP in previous years. It'll be very interesting if... Um, it's some of that loyalty kind of comes back in this and i think he is looking to get paid more but maybe yeah. if he takes a bit of a cut to stay with the lakers but like a lot of them out there they're human they've got i think kcp's got a very young family you know if there is like a multi-year deal there let alone a three four year deal for however much ridiculous money in today's nba <laughs> you really can't blame him um i hope he doesn't you know i love a bit of kcp now um, yeah. I, I hope he does stay, but it's going to be very interesting to, to say that, especially with the Lakers not being able to hand out multi-year deals because they need that flexibility in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, KCP denied, uh, declined his uh, 8.5 million uh, player option, like you guys are saying. And to what Jonathan was saying, that um, because he has been with the Lakers for three years, he does qualify for the bird right, which uh, will allow him to get a one-year increase, a slight increase in pay if he does sign, resign with the Lakers. And just getting a sense of the Laker brass with, you know, Palenka and, and Jeannie Buss, they're, 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 hu- they're very human. They're very human. So uh, I'm, in my opinion, I think they would want to uh, give him that, um, that salary increase as a, means to, as a means to thank him for his service this year. But uh, but we'll have to see. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, these players need to do the best for for themselves and their family. So whether or not it's going to be with the Lakers or another team, uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, I think the the, the real key is to make sure that you can give uh, KCP that salary increase. Obviously, and as Kenny was saying, we've got a very human front office. And obviously, we hold the bird rights on him so we can exceed the cap to do that. But as long as you make that contract tradable mm. in the future, that's that's a possibility. That's something we can look to do at the end of the day. As long as it's a realistic contract and it's a tradable contract, I'd be more than happy to give him that kind of money because obviously, we want to leave our free agency slot open for... Yanis in the future is a name that pops into your head, obviously. Um, and if we can reel KCP and give him a bit more money into a place where he is happy to stay with his team and contend for a title next season, because obviously we want to work season by season. We want to make sure we're in contention next season. He's a massive part of that. If we can re-up him and give him the right kind of number and the right number of years so that another team can see that as a, as a potential trade piece for them and they'd be happy to trade for it then 
I'm more than happy to give him that. But anything that exceeds that, then I'm more than happy to see him walk and get get his money at the end of the day that he well and truly deserves. Um, but yeah, the the front office just need to be really careful and make sure that however KCP performs in the coming season, if they reopen, that they make sure it's a number that is tradable. Otherwise, mm. we see ourselves in a really bad shape heading into the next free agency. Yeah. Great point. Another big, another big thing that could be really kind of we'll find we could potentially find out early in the off season if Giannis reops with the books, then like I think that's pretty much the light. I think Rondo, if if Giannis just just says yeah, I'm going to take my super max and I'm going to take my four years and potentially give himself an opportunity to even if he wants to get traded at some point, he can. But I think it, it all depends on this. He is probably even though he's not a free agent this year. This is still probably the summer of Giannis. A lot of teams are going to base the yeah. salary cap, yeah, uh, yeah, about what they're going to do over for 2021, over what Giannis is going to do this off season. If he reups with the books for four plus years, then the Lakers probably give Rondo and they give KCP. They probably pay Dwight Howard. They probably pay all the guys to come back. But if if he just declines the option and says no, I'm going to be a free agent in 2021. Maybe KCP gets a, like a big one-year inflation deal like he did previously. Like you get one year, sixteen million dollars, which could be, could be he could be happy with that. And Rondo could probably get the same, like a one-year, ten million. Just go over the cap to pay them for the one year, keep them happy for the single year, and then go into twenty twenty-one with basically a clear slate apart from LeBron and AD. So yeah, the there's different day. options the Lakers can go with, yeah. but. Yeah, I, I, t- I tend to agree. It's going to be, it's going to really be about Yanis uh, and if he what he wants to do, because yep. just the, the, the even the thought of Yanis, LeBron, and AD on one team is ridiculous. Like, that is <laughs> yeah. just insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can give these guys whatever number they ask for as long as that contract's tradable, and yeah. that's what Rob will be thinking. Obviously, if he can move that contract somewhere else, it doesn't matter what number it is. That's that's the careful balance at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 I think so. Well, we're going to leave it there. I think we've gone through a lot of what I think we probably should have in the last episode, but we just didn't. Um it's been You're waiting for me. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, definitely. Right? Kidding, kidding. Anywhere. <laughs> really do appreciate you joining us, Kenny. Um, we'll obviously we'll get you back on soon. Uh, we've got plenty of off-season plans as well, so uh, you know we'll be reaching out very soon. Uh, before you go, I'm sure people know where to find you, but do you want to give yourself a little bit of a, a shout out with your social media channels and and what you're up to? Yeah, you guys can find me at Lake Show Scoop on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, what I'm up to, uh, really, really just uh, em- embracing the championship high. Uh, since Sunday, but uh, you you could see me just you know posting stuff uh, on those uh, channels. So so go ahead and uh, check it out. Yeah, definitely. He's a he is like a, like uh, uh, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must follow Late Show Scoop on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You don't really need to go elsewhere. Well, you do. Lakers UK, you need to go to as well. Um, but yeah, um, Jonathan Cole, do you want to quickly sign off? Um, where can people find you? Well, yeah, you can find me on Jonathan K NBA on Twitter. 
J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-K-N-B-A. You can find me at Cole Pollard NBA on Twitter, and I don't need to spell it because it's, <laughs> it's a meme yeah. now. We're just following yeah. on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like a regular thing now. I should. <laughs> in my head, I was like, and I'm not going to spell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, we'll leave it there. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining us. I'll just sign this one off. And um, right. yeah, we'll go from there. If, if uh, to the listeners, um, no, actually, going to quickly get it in there. Nearly forgot to give our Patreon members a shout out. A huge thank you to our Patreon members, Amandeep, Fadi, both Jonathans, Benjamin, Massimo, Cole, Adam, Phil, and Steve. Your support is very much appreciated. If you're interested in supporting us whilst unlocking the full Lakers UK community plus perks, visit www.patreon.com forward slash LA Lakers UK. Um, to the listeners, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to tell some of your Laker friends about it. You can find the Late Late Show on all major podcast platforms. Please follow, like, and share where possible and leave a review. Uh, be sure to follow Lakers UK over on Twitter and Instagram under LA Lakers UK. Check out our website, lakersuk.com. And we'll catch you next time. Wait, 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 wait. One last, one last question. The biggest question. The biggest question. What is going to happen to Jared Dudley, where is he going to be oh. next year? Is he going to be in a back. purple and gold jersey? Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Yeah, he's going to be in probably a Robin Jamie's place right now. All right. <laughs> I think he said that but, uh, on someone's podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. he, uh, he's been phenomenal for the team with the veteran leadership, and we'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, guys, that I'm not going to do that again. We'll get the Lakers UK time. merch. Get the Lakers yeah. UK merch as well. Yeah. He says that he holds up non-Lakers oh, UK. Merch. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> What's going on? Right. <laughs> the listeners are probably going to be bamboozled on the podcast platforms. Leave it there. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us, guys. Everyone, have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs>